getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. So welcome to today's episode of the Learning Podcast with me, Ennio Global.media. So what's your business strategy? If your company doesn't have a defined strategy, you may still see results. However, this likely to be sporadic and could dry up if anything changes in your industry or someone new comes in as a competitor. So your business strategy is a crucial tool that states your vision to build your brand and to protect it from external factors. Yet many businesses don't have a clear strategy and they miss out on revenue as a result. So in this episode, I'm going to explain why the business strategy is so important and how to create a winning strategy to generate the income that you want for your business. You will also learn how to move your strategy from a document to a guiding tool that it must be to achieve the vision that you set for your business. Before we dive into my plan today, I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors of this episode of the Learning Podcast, Simpower. The Simpower is the only charity in the UK that's given away six months free prepaid SIM cards and mobile phones where appropriate to people affected by cancer, long-term health conditions, and digital poverty. It's entirely volunteer-run, so no one gets paid at Simpower. And they're looking for donations if you can possibly help them. And they'll also offer important support by sending your good condition, pre-used old phones to them. For more information, just check out their website, www.yoursimpower.com. I would say, you know, in terms of good work that Simpower do, that digital connectivity is no longer a luxury, but it's a necessity. We all need a phone. We all need to be connected online. Otherwise, many things that we can't do. So please support them to support people in need who could desperately use a mobile phone whilst they're ill or they can't afford the phone given their situation. Thank you for your support. So let's go back to our topic today. So see, I see too many businesses who come to us at global.media to do the marketing without necessary tools that every business needs in terms of having a clear direction and vision for the company. So most don't have the mindset for growth. They, they can't work out how they can have the target audience properly. But that's why at Global.media, we tend to work with new businesses to develop their business plan, of which your strategy is a big part of it. And most recently, we worked with a children's home, a children's nursery, a construction company, and a cultural tours company. And the first thing we do is we work out with the founders what their vision for the business is, you know, where, where they want to take the business. What do they want to achieve? What do they want to be known for? And how would they disrupt the industry? The essence of having the right business strategy is that everything in your business flows from it. Because I'm hoping you understand by the end of this episode that if you haven't got one, it's time to get one. So here's my rough plan. First, I'm going to try and explain what a business strategy is. And then I'm going to explain why so many businesses don't have a business strategy and what they miss out on as a result. Now, I will explain why you need a strategy in terms of why it's all about your vision and your business goals. And then we'll look at how you can generate a strategy to generate massive wealth. And finally, I'll look at how you can bring your strategy to life. That way it's not just a document and that way it actually works for your business. So let's get into it. Your business strategy really is like your business's overall game plan for reaching the right customers and turning them into buyers. That way, what you provide actually makes money. 
You know, your business strategy is about those lofty visions, those lofty goals. That's what I call it, higher order planning. What you set yourself as your target, what you exist for, but on a global level. You know, whereas if you think of your business management plan, that's more about your managers getting your staff getting their hands dirty to actually do the things they actually want to do. It's a vision document, really. It's like you dream in your vision. You dream in your business strategy. You do in your plans. Look at it that way. You see, but you know, without this overall goal, you're pretty much going around in circles. Whereas, whereas with a strategy, you have an idea of where you're trying to get to and also how you're going to get there, albeit on a global level. So your strategy essentially maps out the company's direction for the coming period, whether that's for a year, for three years, for five years, for 10 years. And to, to arrive at a strategy, you have to do a full analysis of your business and your environment. That way you have a way of looking at the opportunities in front of you that your firm could potentially leverage to get competitive advantage and make money. Or you can also reveal the threats in your environment that you have to consider and plan against if you actually want to make money in the long term. We all want to make money, right? But all of us want to make money. And many people just go into business with a plan to make money. I want to, I want to sell my service. I want to sell my cleaning company. I want to sell, you know, I want to sell products. I want to sell t-shirts. I want to sell whatever, right? Now, generating money is not a problem. You know, because with that money, guess what? You're going to go broke. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to shut down. You know, your business is going to die in front of you. So, but working for money is just not enough because the successful companies also want and they make money. You know, with these companies that make money consistently, sustainably, have clear goals to serve their customers better than everyone else out there. I'll explain before we get to the end of this episode how all this works. You see, without clear goals that will give you fulfillment in your soul and give you the life that you want financially, essentially you're hoping and wishing for the best for your business. I mean, the stats don't lie. They show that 90% of businesses will fail. 90% of startups will close in the first you know, first year, first two years, first three years. And there's a lot of this reason why these companies close and go bankrupt is because the founders, the owners have not put enough thought into their business beyond just generating revenue. So that's one reason. The second reason why people don't create a business strategy is because many of them don't understand the value of your strategy on your marketing strategy and everything else. I mean, you know, as a business and as people, you, you know, we love doing, you just love doing it. We do social media, we make t-shirts, we make products, you know, we, we do stuff. But without a strategy, how do you know that you're doing the right things for your company? How do you know you're actually going to go that what you're doing now is going to get you anywhere near your business goals. See, the more time you spend creating a clear strategy, the more chances you have to sell. It really is that simple. If you look at your, strat your business strategy, it determines your marketing strategy, which helps agencies like Global.media to work out what level of marketing activities do you need to achieve your business goals. 
too many startups that we see, too many companies that we, that we come across have big dreams. They want to earn loads of money, but spend zero on marketing. That's never going to work. You know, maybe if you want to bootstrap your company, so do it yourself, maybe you can get some success, you know, but you know it's going to take you much longer to reach your business goals and to generate the revenue you actually want if you're doing it yourself and trying to learn as you go. And it's going to take up all of your time, not just some. You see, the bootstrapping your business, now, which we all do in, in, in different ways. Now, I guess it reminds me of my favorite saying, which yeah, I really like. And I say it's basically, if you want to go for a long time doing something, then go alone, bootstrap, do it yourself. Whereas if you want to go fast, then go with the marketing agency like global.media to actually make more money and reach more people much quicker. It's not rocket science. When we work with a client who has a strategy, we can also adjust the performance of the marketing activities against achieving those goals. And if we're getting nearer, then we can change what we do slightly, you know, based on the different the, the time scale that a client has, number one, and also the client's budget. You know, with a with a strategy, the client doesn't make arbitrary, another rash decisions about what's working or not working because we have a view to the business goals rather than whether we make a sale today on Facebook. So let me go on. So the next problem in terms of having a marketing strategy or a business strategy, mm -hmm. a lot of companies will confuse their marketing plan with the marketing strategy. I mean, most people I know have a marketing plan of sorts in their head. They think they know what they want to do in terms of marketing, but they don't seem to realize that there's a difference between strategic marketing and marketing management. I mean, these are two different things that every company needs. And literally, they rely on very different tools and have different goals. In strategic marketing, it's more about the policies that guide your business to improve the comp your competitive position whilst taking advantage of opportunities and the challenges that are in your environment. Whereas on the other hand, marketing management is all about implementing marketing tactics to achieve specific targets. And this is why global.media, the first conversation I have with new clients is, what are you aiming to achieve as a business? What's your strategy? What's your mission? When you have a business strategy, we can create a marketing strategy that will take you to achieving those business goals. See, with a marketing strategy, like I say, we can understand how we're going to get you there, how we're going to contribute to your business goals ultimately. Now, and that will help you achieve the reason you exist and the customers you seek to serve. So we can target the right people. You know, we can work out the budgets and resources that you might have that we can take advantage of. And then we can plan how we're going to make you stand out from competitors. This is all part of your strategy that we can then use to help your business to sell more. I will explain. Perhaps the biggest reason many companies don't have their business strategy is because many entrepreneurs are human. They don't want to believe that they can change the world. They don't want to believe that their business can and will become a successful brand, like, like the big companies that we hear or that we know of, the McDonald's, the Amazons, you know, the KFCs, you know, the, you know, any big brand you care to name. You see, many people just allow their fears and insecurities to control them. 
you know, they, they somehow allow their self-worth to connect it to what others say about them. They somehow allow their self-worth to be connected to what others say about them. They care what people say, in other words. They don't want to go outside the mold. You know, and when it when you want to please others and keep within yourself, then essentially what you're doing, you're doubting your God-given ability to be all that the universe is calling you to be. You know, when you feel anxiety, when you try and step out of your comfort zone and then you go back in your shell, literally you just that you're denying your soul the true goals that you can achieve. That's probably the biggest reason why people don't have a business strategy. So the process of developing your business strategy to achieve your growth and income, you have to create a vision of your business that's built on a positive results mindset. Now, the best person I know to help with mindset work, if you want to break free from the limiting beliefs of your mindset, and I've talked to my co-host on LinkedIn Audio, now, Donna Martin is the very best person I know when it comes to working on your mindset. And you know, if, if you work with her, she will help you, I'm sure, you know, break free of what's limiting you from achieving your personal goals and your, your business goals. So I have many other friends. And as, as I said, us at global.media, you know, we can help you to develop your business plan, which includes your business strategy and your marketing strategy and your marketing plan to achieve your goals that you want to achieve. So let's talk about how to actually create this this business strategy. You can either employ a strategic analyst or you can do it yourself. What's involved in doing your business strategy essentially is getting insights into your company's environment with a view to identifying possible future scenarios, opportunities, and threats. On a simple level, your business strategy analysis seeks to understand and answer a few simple questions. You, know, you want to look at where are we now, what we call a situational analysis. You want to look at where do we want to get to? You know, that's your vision and that's your mission. You know, within that, you want to answer you know, what business are we actually in? You know, which sector are we in? Who are we competing with? You know, how do we know when we, get, when we get to where we're trying to get to? That's a case of making your plans, your goals, your objectives, that all link to this overarching strategy that you have. The strategy also obviously give you an idea of how you know when you get there because you achieve the goals that you set. So whilst this question sounds simple, how many startups do you know who will do the same thing? Not just startups, but even businesses that are established. Now they all do the same thing. You know, I see every day in coaching, you know, in construction, two plumbers, and so essentially, you know, they think they do the same thing. So when you do the same thing as someone else, as, as everyone else, what you're essentially asking customers to do is to leave who they already work with, no one trust, and come over to you. And many people start their business, and just like all the others in the sector, they're surprised when people don't leave the people that they know, like, and trust to come and work with them. In the end, these new startups go bankrupt. They're that 90% that I mentioned earlier. To work out a good strategy for your business that's going to get you the income growth that you want, you must write a paragraph or two for these different parts of your business strategy. These are all the answers that you're going to come up with in your strategic analysis. So the answers that we come up with for our clients when we write the business plan. I mean, the first thing you want to know is 
who do we serve? Who are our customers? You know, what do they want? As I mentioned earlier, you have to know which industry you're in. That way you know your market and you analyze your market properly. So the second thing that you're going to look at in your business strategy is your superpowers, as I call it. Basically, it's what we call a corporate analysis. So it's looking at your business and thinking, right, what skills do we have? What resources do we have? What do we have to set sort of apart? How much money do we have to achieve these goals? You know, what can we actually do with the people we have? Equipment-wise, what do we have? What do we need? There's a part of your analysis. Now, the third part is what I call competitor analysis. This way you have to be trying to work out what are the competition doing? What are they good at doing? If you know what the others in your sector are doing, then you can begin to work out, okay, I know what they're doing. Where are the gaps that we can fill and serve the customer better and differently? I'll come back to this point in a second. The last part of your business strategy analysis is what I call a SWOT analysis. So it's your strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats analysis. That way, you know, you can begin to scan your environment, see what's coming that could either ruin your business, or so ruin your, you know, change your customers' preferences and tastes and spending habits, or could help your business. Again, because it changes customers' habits, interests, and how they do what they do. See, the typical company, they make a big mistake. And that mistake is that they focus too much on what the competition are doing. Now, just as I was writing this podcast, I saw a video on LinkedIn with Jeff Bezos. It's warning us that we shouldn't be making the mistake of just looking at a competition. You know, his advice was simply that we should focus on your mission to serve more people, not obsess over outdoing the competition. Of course, you must find a point of difference between you and the others in your sector. But the best strategy is based on setting out what you are going to do to serve your customers better than anyone else. And the first way that you're going to really focus on serving your customers is by setting the right vision. See, when you have a vision, your vision basically says where you aspire to be. You, know, you aspire to be you know, the number one in, the number two in, or just a local one shop serving 10, 50 customers a year. You, know, you set that vision. The second part of your vision really is you know, stating your objectives. You know, if you, so if you want to be the number one company in this sector, what do you want to achieve in terms of revenue? Or what do you want to achieve in terms of delivery? And then how are you going to get there? The way that we represent this, this vision and mission is through a vision statement and a mission statement. Essentially short lines that say, here's where we're going, here's how we're going to get there. Yeah, and these are the key to creating your vision for your company. You see, creating your vision is about aligning your business goals with your mindset and going for genuinely big goals. So how do you set goals actually align with your mindset and can guarantee you income? See, your goals as a new business or as a business that wants to generate revenue on the scale that I mentioned, 
the 10x your income in a title. You know, your goals must set out to disrupt your sector. Yeah, what, what do I mean by disrupt? Disrupt basically means your business must help more people that you are passionate about helping. That's number one. You must help more people. Number two, you must do things differently to the way other providers do what you do. And the third part of disrupting your sector and having a great vision that's going to make you money is that you must do things better than everyone else in your niche. If you do things better, do things differently and help more people, the income will come. It's a guarantee. People will rush to you. So these are the three things that make a sustainable and profitable business. Let me say this clearly. Your business will only get the customers to make money and become profitable sustainably if you have a point of difference to your competition that meets your customers' needs a lot better than the solutions they currently have. One way to look at it is a bit like the first manufacturers of cars in the 1800s, 1870 something, right? The issue that we're trying to solve was, I can help people to travel faster. Some people said, we'll give them faster horses. We'll give them more horses. And there was carriages. So a man called Carl Benz said, no, we'll give them the motor car. That way they can have the power of all the horses they ever need without ever keeping horses. The car was born. Years later, Henry Ford came along. And he developed a new way to mass manufacture cars. That way could be affordable to the masses. I'm quite sure you can see why the motor car won the battle against the horses. As everyone rushed to drive these new cars. This faster motor transport. I'm sure you can see that the process that Mercedes-Benz, Ford and other car makers have got mega rich by having something that's different to whatever existed before they came along. This is how you generate huge revenues. Let me give you another example. You know, I'm not going to bore you with the history of the typewriter, but you know, I tell you, you know, I, I, when I was growing up, typewriter was a great thing. It tells you how old I'm really. Now, typewriters and two typewriters, you could create beautiful documents. And they were genius, as long as you could type. You could always scroll back, wind back your document, you know, especially if you made a mistake. Now, obviously, you had to find the right page with a mistake, find a mistake, and then put some tipex on the word or letter that you want to hide, let it dry, and then retype the word. I can tell you, it was painful. Anyone who's ever used a typewriter knows how painful that was. You see... Along the line, IBM came along with this electronic typewriter. Now, it was a whole different new and modern typewriter that brought everyone the advantage of speed, ease of operation. Along the way, IBM came along and invented electric typewriter that was completely new and made typing a lot easier. You know, it, could, it was easily operated. It was more accurate. It was reliable and still produced beautiful work. See, even the average person, what a type is normally, they could do a lot more. Now, they could do things like stencil writing. 
making multiple copies at the same time, you know, and all with little effort. It's over the years, IBM continued to make typewriting faster, easier, quieter, and better than before. They even made typewriters for ex executives. So you could type in different fonts, you could produce statistical reports and statements, and you could also produce copy for printers, for reproduction. See, then along came a certain Bill Gates and Paul Allen, and they founded Microsoft. They produced an operating system and desktop computers that could do everything a typewriter could do, and much more. The typewriter was sunk. Microsoft also had a, biggest, a better strategy to dominate their market. Then along came a company called Dell. See, Dell started offering computer use the chance to buy your computer straight from Dell, straight from a manufacturer, and you could choose everything about the computer, you know, the color, the, the, the different parts in the computer, the size of memory, screen size, and so on. You know, so literally, you know, the first time you have to customize the computer and have it delivered directly to you. The slogan at the time was, buy direct, buy Dell. So again, you can see why Dell made money, because it is something that no one else was doing, which people actually wanted. And then along came a company called Apple. Now, they offer devices that are just literally beautiful, aesthetically beautiful, great to look at, a pleasure to use. As a Mac user myself, I can tell you, and I've got Windows computers too, but as a Mac user, I can tell you, you know, they're amazingly high quality. You know, a Mac or an iMac would last easily 20 years and work perfectly well all that time. And the Mac is essentially error-free. They don't get viruses, really. They rarely crash. And as many people will know, you know, Apple is desperate to protect your privacy. Last I'll say about the, you know, the Apple computer and the iOS is that it's built for creativity and large file sizes. Things that Windows doesn't necessarily handle very well. You know, my beloved listeners, I'm sure you can see why Microsoft, Dell, and Apple have won in the in the typewriter business. You can, I'm sure you can I'm sure you can work out why these companies make billions of income every year. And IBM is the little known company these days. Look, here's the point though. If you have a limited mindset, then you won't believe that you can make a difference to your customers. You will likely be one of the 90% run of the mill companies that goes bankrupt every year. Whereas, you know, if you've got a positive growth and success mindset, you can develop that vision to achieve big things in your work. You aim for market domination. You aim for market domination in whatever niche you're in. So whereas with a positive growth mindset, you can develop the vision to achieve big things in your work. Now you will aim for market domination in whatever niche you are operating in. So it's beautiful and inspiring when you can set a lofty vision, you know, and have the strategic, the right strategic goals for your business that aligns with your mindset and with your values, you know, the things that make your soul truly happy. So when I set today's title, 
Someone asked me in the comments on LinkedIn, why 10x your income? Why not say 1,000x or any other number for that matter? Yeah, so I responded, yeah. look, I agree you can achieve a lot more than 10x with the right vision, with the right winning vision for your business. As you can see from the examples I gave, you know, the likes of Apple, Windows, Dell, Mercedes, and Ford, to name but, but a few, you know, have they achieve unimaginable income and business growth. This from having the right strategy to win in their niche. The question to you as you listen to this is, what are you doing to disrupt and to win in your sector? So let's look briefly at the different parts of creating your business strategy. After you created your vision, what else do you actually need to write down? See, the, the big part of your strategy has to be your market, your market analysis. Now, you have to understand your customer base first and foremost. I mean, this your customer base and what they need is the essence of your vision. Like I said, the vision is all about, all about how you're going to satisfy their needs more than anyone else. So, you know, doing your market analysis is the first stage one of your strategic analysis. You see, you're in a much better position to serve your customers when you have a firm grasp on what they're looking for from you, a business like yourself. See, when you know who your customers are, you can use that information to tailor what you offer them so that you really are meeting their needs and exceeding what they have already. So proper market, market analysis should answer these questions. Who are my customers? What are my customers' buying habits? How big is my target market? And how much are my target customers willing to pay for my service or product? And who are my customers buying from right now? Understand your customers. You're halfway to creating that vision for your business. The second part of creating your business strategy is to look at the, your corporate analysis. In other words, you want to look at the, what you have in your company. What's going for you? And then make plans about how to most efficiently allocate your human and the equipment and the capital that you have to meet the goals that you stated for yourself. You know, a good leader will essentially work how to allocate resources. In other words, plan, manage, and assign people and things and systems to help you reach your strategic goals. You know, the more you can align your resources with your your goals, I guess, you know, the more you can work out, the more you can effectively deliver the goal of making sure that your people and your equipment, your processes, you know, give you as a business, you know, more results as a whole than people can achieve individually. You know, it, it, what you're trying to do is make sure the company works seamlessly and effectively rather than everything being fragmented. So the third part of your marketing strategy analysis is to work out your competitors. I've seen many people who go into business, like I say, they have no idea what the competition actually does. If you don't know what the competition does, then how are you going to do better than them? It's an easy question for me to ask. It was a hard thing for anyone to ask unless you actually look around you. 
You see, I would say simply just pick four competitors in the industry, four people, four companies who do what you do, and you know, find out about them. You know, see what you can find on the website, the social media, the press coverings. You know, people. You know, have our staff make inquiries to, to competitors as part of our business planning. It's a bit like doing you know, a random shopper. You know, so literally, you you call the company, you make an you know, you look like you want to make an order. And then you, that way you can find out exactly what the process is, you know, and then you can find out what things cost and what they that, that you want to deliver to you. Mystery shopper is the word for it. You know, so you can do, you know, you can, you can do mystery shopper activities to find out what those around you are doing. You could just create a simple table saying who does what and what the strengths and weaknesses of, the comp- of these companies are. Now that way, like I said earlier, once you know your competitors, what they're good at, what they're not so good at, and then you can align that with what your customers want, and then work out where the gap in the sector is, where you can do better or differently. The last part of your business strategy analysis is your SWOT analysis. So essentially what you want to do is analyze any possible changes that might affect your business. Many people use the PEST model, the pest analysis. You know, some can extend that to include environmental and legal. So what we're going to look at, you know, and the do on paper is so political, economic, social, and technological changes. If then if there's changes in any of these areas, how will it affect our business? And what can we do to mitigate? the threats. You know, for example, look, if you've got a Labour government, the one thing you guarantee is that they're going to spend loads of money to fix up things. You know, whereas you've got a Tory government, you can always guarantee that they're going to cut everything. So, so one does spending, the other one does cuts. And you can then begin to plan, you know, how we're going to cope with either of those situations. You know, do they present opportunities? Or their threats. I can give you some more concrete examples than that. Now, if you had asked, if you had asked a small business, you know, let's say a pub or a club, two years ago, what's your biggest threat, threat that you see coming? No one would have said, "Oh, I, th- I can see COVID coming." You know, no one would say to you that face-to-face interaction will plummet, and people will go rushing online for everything. But in the last year, you know, we should say last couple of years we've seen COVID. In the last year, we've seen this threat, this cost of living crisis. Again, you know, we've known it was coming for a long time. And, you know, now every business is affected by the cost of living crisis as people spend less, especially when you add in the high inflation. Here's my point. All of these things whether you look at Brexit, whether you look at high interest rates, whether you look at COVID, whether you look at cost of living. You know, all of the things are predictable. You know, you've heard of them. A lot of people just didn't take them seriously enough to actually analyze what that means for their business on the on a strategic on a strategic level. The SWOT analysis, your perfect chance to, you know, literally Plan for your doom, doomsday scenarios. You know, if the worst happens, where are we going to be? How does that affect our customers and their spending habits? Yeah, once you can see risks that could affect your business, 
then also you have to develop strategies to mitigate and reduce those risks. Whereas where you might see opportunities, you know, let's say if you're like me, you know, the global the media, now everyone going online is a good thing because suddenly as a marketing agency who does more online marketing than anything else, now our chance of getting more customers is a lot greater. So we have to put that probably plan for growth rather than planning for shrinking as COVID and everything else hits. I hope you understand now how to do a strategy, why it's important, and more importantly, you know, the role that creating your vision that aligns with your conscience and your true goals. You know, I hope you can see how you can use your goals if they're aligning your customers' needs to generate the income and the business that you actually want. So now you've created your strategy. Now what? So many, many companies make a mistake of letting the business strategy document die on the file on the computer or in the cabinet. Don't, 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 don't do that. Really not. Your vision and your mission statement I mentioned earlier should be stuck up on the wall in front of everyone. It's a thing that you that you want to look at every day. You, you want your team to look at it every day as well. You know, because the, this, the whole point of setting your vision and having a mission statement is that you want this to be guiding documents for your team and for everything that you do in your company. And the only way that's going to happen is if you make your mission and your vision at the front of everyone's conscious mind. I mean, there, 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 there is a the saying, you know, in, in mindset circles that what you think of is what you become. So put your vision and your mission in front of everyone. If you think about it, the more you think about it, the more everyone else thinks about it, the more you actually work towards it and actually achieve it. If it dies away, then you have no chance of achieving it, really. Yeah. The next thing I'll say about in terms of you making your business strategy work for you is turn your strategy into action plans. You know, so what's the, now what are different parts of your strategy and who's going to do what to help you achieve their goal? Now, perhaps the most important part of your strategy, as I said, after the vision, is your marketing plan, your marketing strategy, and that, that, that's going to guide your marketing activities. Yeah, I say again, if you're struggling with the concept of creating a strategy, creating a marketing plan, creating a marketing strategy, you know, talk to us at Global Media. You know, we'll happily help you develop your business strategy and your marketing strategy and your marketing plan to bring you, your vision to reality. You now we can even help you with our done for you marketing services to do everything you need to do from email marketing that's targeted to your ideal customers to social media management to even design and manage advertising or all the major platforms. Just visit our website, https global.media.com and complete the inquiry form at the bottom of the page. And one of our specialists will contact you to start the conversation. So last I'll say is that your business strategy is not set in stone and it shouldn't be left to gather dust. You need to basically review your strategy regularly, every year, every three months, every six months, but review it and see where you are 
and how your organization, how your business is working towards the big goals that you set yourself. You know, where you're not meeting your goals, what corrective action are you going to take? You know, where you are meeting your goals, then what's the next goals that you can achieve? How can you go even better to earn even more money? You know, don't just let your strategy either not be created or not work for your business. That, my friends, is pretty much all for today's episode of The Learning with me, any at global.media. Before we go, though, I want to mention our, our kind sponsors again, and I hope that you might support them. But our sponsor today is Simpal. Simpal is only UK charity that gives away free six-monthly prepaid SIM cards and phones where appropriate to people affected by cancer, long-term health conditions, and digital poverty. The same power is entirely run by volunteers and are always looking for your donations. You can also offer important support by sending your good condition pre-used mobile phones to them. That way they can give those people who need them. For more details on Simpower, please go to the website www.yoursimpower.com. Digital connectivity is no longer a luxury, it's now a necessity. It's hard when you can't have access to the internet because of poverty or because of ill health. So I thank you for any supports that you give Simpower. And they are great sponsors for this episode of The Learning. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Learning Podcast with me, Enya Global, the media. If you enjoyed it, then please give us a like. Now that will help more people to see the podcast and listen and benefit. Now, why not hit the subscribe button on the notification button so that way you'll be the first to know when next episode of The Learning drops in a couple of weeks. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.